Guess who? Kaylee Chella check in back in with your top stories for today's evening news rundown. Ahead of campaigning in Ohio on Saturday, President Trump unleashed a withering attack on the state's favorite son, brutally criticizing LeBron James in a late-night tweet that mocked the intelligence of one of the nation's most prominent African-American men. Trump blasted James after seemingly watching an interview the former Cleveland Cavaliers star did earlier in the week with CNN anchor Don Lemon, in which he deemed Trump divisive. Although James has long been a Trump critic, calling the president a bum in a 2017 tweet, the Friday night tweet was Trump's first attack on the player who just opened up a school for underprivileged children in his hometown of Akron. Trump tweeted, quote, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. Trump then unexpectedly appeared to weigh in on the growing debate over who is the greatest NBA player of all time, James or Michael Jordan, by writing, I like Mike. Many former and current professional athletes, including Jordan, jumped to James' defense. Jordan said in a statement to the Associated Press through his representative via text on Saturday, I support LeBron James. He's doing an amazing job for his community. Small scuffles broke out Saturday as police in Portland, Oregon deployed flashbang devices and others meant to disperse hundreds of right-wing and self-described anti-fascist protesters. Just before 2 p.m., police in riot gear ordered people to leave an area downtown, saying demonstrators had thrown rocks and bottles at them. There were arrests, but it wasn't immediately clear how many. There was also debris left in the street by various protesters. Demonstrators aligned with Patriot Prayer and an affiliated group, the Proud Boys, gathered around midday in a riverfront park. The hundreds of opposing demonstrators faced them from across the street, holding banners and signs. Many of them yelled out chants, such as Nazis go home. Officers stood in the middle of the four-lane boulevard, essentially forming a wall to keep the two sides separated. The counter-protesters were made up of a coalition of labor unions, immigrant rights advocates, democratic socialists, and other groups. They included people dressed as clowns and a brass band blaring music. Protesters saw a significant police presence that included bomb-sniffing dogs and weapons screening checkpoints. Many protesters are expected to be from out of state. The rally organized by Patriot Prayer leader Joey Gibson was the third to Royal Portland this summer. Two previous events ended in bloody fistfights and riots, and one counter-protester was sent to the hospital with a skull fracture. Gibson's insistence on bringing his supporters repeatedly to this blue city has crystallized a debate about the limits of free speech in an era of stark political division. Patriot Prayer also has held rallies in many other cities around the U.S. West, including Berkeley, California, that have drawn violent reactions. But the Portland events have taken on an outsized significance after a Patriot Prayer sympathizer was charged with fatally stabbing two men who came to the defense of a young black woman, one in a hijab, whom the attacker was accused of harassing on a light rail back in May of 2017. Gibson, who is running a long-shot campaign to unseat Democratic U.S. Senator Maria Cantwell of Washington State, said in a live video on Facebook earlier this week that he won't stop bringing his followers to Portland until they can express their right-wing views without interference. President Trump is renewing his campaign against the media, claiming at a Pennsylvania rally that the media is the, quote, fake, fake, disgusting news, and casting journalists as his true political opponent. 
Trump was on a tour of rural districts Thursday night in a state that he swiped from the Democrats in 2016 and that is home to a Senate seat that he's trying to place in the Republicans' column this fall. But the race between GOP U.S. Representative Lou Barletta and two-term incumbent Democratic Senator Bob Casey took a backseat to Trump's invectives against the media, which came amid a backdrop of antagonism to journalists from the White House and hostility from the thousands packed into a loud, overheated Wilkes Bar arena. Trump asked, pointing to the media at the back of the hall, quote, "'Whatever happened to the free press? Whatever happened to honest reporting? They don't report it. They only make up stories.'" Time and time again, Trump denounced the press for underselling his accomplishments and doubting his political rise. He tore into the media for diminishing what he accomplished at his Singapore summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. He tore into the tough questioning he received in Helsinki when he met with Russian President Vladimir Putin last month, and he began the speech with a 10-minute remembrance of his 2016 election night victory, bemoaning that Pennsylvania wasn't the state to clinch the White House for him only because, quote, the fake news refused to call it. Trump said of the election night pundits, quote, they were suffering that night, they were suffering. He then promised that the Keystone State would deliver his margin of victory next time, saying, quote, only negative stories from the fakers back there. With each denunciation, the crowd jeered and screamed at the press in the holding pen at the back of the arena. The inflammatory performance came just hours after White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders refused to distance herself from Trump's previous assertions that the media is the enemy of the American people. Pressed during a White House briefing on the issue, Sanders said Trump, quote, has made his position known. <laughs> All right, guys, that's all I got for now. I will check back with you tomorrow. This is Kaylee Chella signing off.